Welcome to Open Mic with Mike Sherbino, the show that provides Christian insights into contemporary moral and ethical values and dives deep into how your faith in Jesus changes the way you live your life. Now, here's your host, Mike Sherbino. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the program tonight. What an incredible day. And while I wish I could have been riding my motorcycle, I was racking up brownie points for Mother's Day. Uh, We bought some lawn furniture, and guess what? I had to assemble it. Oh my goodness. Like, that's punishment for something. I don't know. Anyways, if anybody wants to finish assembling my stuff, uh, just give me a call after the show, and I'd be glad for you to come over. But I hope you've had a good day. Lots of interesting things to talk about. This is always a neat weekend when it's Mother's Day weekend. And uh, guys, that's uh, just a note for you to uh, make sure you honor that special mum in your life. Don't forget. Yeah, that's a that's a big no-no. And uh, yeah, and more than just buying a flower, you can write a note and uh, and just express your feelings. And so for the first part of the program tonight, that's what I want to do. I want to give you a chance to do a shout out. Uh, shout out to your mom. Why is your mom so special? Maybe she's still alive. Hopefully she is. My mom's uh, passed away uh, well over 12, 13 years ago. But no doubt her influence is just still strong in my mind. And uh, I'd love for you to call in. Why is your mom so special? Just call in for 15 seconds or a minute. And uh, we would love to hear from you. And uh, just to share your thoughts. So I'm going to give out the number right away if you want to call in. Um... Yeah, so it's 800-684-2848, 800-684-2848, or 883-5000. Now, 883-5000, that's if you're one of those fantastic people that live in Buffalo. So let's, let's make sure that you show how fantastic you are by being the first to call in. And uh, But the 800-684-2848, that's for all the people who are just... One notch less than fantastic uh, in the greater Niagara area, Toronto area. And a lot of different things happening. Um, I keep having put in front of me what's happening with Ukraine. And I just want to say last week we did a special push on Ukraine. Pavlo Lazinski called in from Ukraine. That was all at the last minute. And many of you responded generously. And I just want to say thank you. Uh, That money is going directly in its entirety to help Pavlo in the work that he's doing in bringing uh, food and supplies to those that are still in the areas that are being bombed and also to provide uh, care and comfort and food for those people that he is taking care of, along with many other people. I mean, it's been an amazing humanitarian response. But I'm so encouraged by what I'm seeing the church do and the number of people who are stepping up just to care in the name of Jesus. And I want to thank you. I want to thank you. Just say thanks for responding. Uh, that You could give it to northendchurch.ca and we're still going to receive money over the weekend before we send it out. Um, you know, we got lots of things we want to talk about tonight. Uh, we're going to get down later on and talk a little bit about our prime minister and what did he say or what he didn't say. Uh, we're going to talk a bit about how the power of words can shape us. That's going to be in the second half of the show. But we're going to talk, first of all, about Mother's Day and all that good stuff. And you know what? I've got somebody already on the line. And uh, so kudos to this guy. His name is Sam. We're going to talk to him in just a second. Let me give out the number 800 
684-2848 or 883-5000. Hey, you know what? Uh, tonight's just a little different. So for the first 15, 20 minutes, along with calling in about your mom, if you want to talk about the upcoming election, I'm good to go on that one in Ontario. Sorry to all our U.S. friends. And uh, what about those Leafs? Uh, man, is there a possibility? Is there a possibility? Do miracles happen? Well, I believe they do, but whether or not the Leafs win, well, we're going to pull for them anyways. So different things there to distract us. And yet we're going to try in this program to stay focused. We're going to talk first about mom. You got a neat thing about your mom to say, why don't you call in right now and uh, get on the line? And we got Sam talking right now. Sam, thanks for your call. How are you tonight? Hi, good evening. Yes, I'm good, thanks. I I just got into my car and uh, I just heard uh, heard you right just now. And well, good. Amazing. Uh, because You're the I, first I caller, just, so... I just visited my mom. I went to India just last week and just went all the way to see my mom, who I haven't seen for uh, four years. And I, I'm so burdened uh, for my mom. My heart is like, uh, you know, I love her so much. And I, she's 76 years old, and I love her so much. She's such a loving mom. Uh, my dad passed away 11 years back, but I'm so grateful for my mother, she has done so much for us all these um, all these years, you know, and uh, we are three girls, and I'm so grateful for a loving mom and caring mom, and she's still, like, even she's uh, uh, not feeling well. I went back home. She cooked for me. She hugged me. She did so much for me. I'm, like, I'm, I, I'm just praying to the Lord that <laughs> my mom can come to Canada, so... Uh, I'm so grateful you gave me a chance to say uh, my, I really love my mom and I'm so proud to, um, you know, say that uh, I have such a oh, good great. mother and God bless her. Yeah. So I say Sam, what part of mom. India? What part of India is your, is your mom New living? Delhi, New Delhi. I'm from the capital. Okay. Well, yeah, I've from been the there. capital. I, um, yes. I've been there on different occasions, so um, that's great. Well, we really appreciate you calling in. Thank you for doing that tonight and uh being our first caller all right thank you you too okay so that's cool uh, i'm calling in about her mom and uh I, i'm just you know what what a great opportunity we have tonight to uh just give a shout out why is your mom so special or here's something else is your mom ever done anything just kind of you roll your eyes some funny things funny things that moms do you know, with five daughters, uh, they affectionately make fun of their mother and uh, my wife, Terry, and just some of the crazy things that she does. And, uh, you know, sometimes they would come home with a boyfriend or whatever, and she'd meet them uh, dressed up in some kind of costume and just embarrass the daylights out of them. And uh, that, that was always good fun. Never, uh, never a shy one was she for, or is she still for a water fight or just something like that? It's great when moms can bring a lot of laughter and joy into a home, along with the serious part of being there and just to be able to talk to you. Boy, I miss the times just being able to pick up the phone and call my mom or call my dad. And uh, sometimes, you know what? It wasn't that they give any great wisdom, but they listened, eh? And uh, that's a key thing. You know, one of the things, and hey, if you want to make a comment about your mom tonight, call in 800-684-2848 or 
5,000 in the Buffalo area. Get on the line and, and call in quick and uh, we'll take a few calls here. I got to thinking about a whole bunch of things. One of the amazing things I think that makes a mom exceptional is when they don't keep tab. <laughs> you remember that expression, keeping tabs? You know, at one time it was common for stores or restaurants to keep a tab. And uh, sometimes still at large uh, lumber stores, you know, companies have a, an account. It's keeping tab. But they would allow the customer to pay at the end of the week or the end of the month. And here's the thing. Oftentimes in relationships, we keep tabs. And more often than not, it is when someone has said or done something wrong that we keep a mental note and build a case against the person. And you know, as we keep a tab on individuals, it becomes harder and harder for the relationship to work. Sometimes they don't even know that you're keeping a tab on them. And you know what? You just get it all built up. You can rehearse all their mistakes and all their things that they have done wrong. And you can build a case against the person. Um, I'm glad that one of the ingredients seems that in many moms is that they don't keep a tab. And, uh, but if you get married and the person is keeping tab on you, and it could be either one, the man or the woman, well, you can figure out the rest. Um, my dad, he always loved to tell this story about, you know, the guy that he, he, make, he messes up again and he goes home and he tells his wife and whatever it was, he was late or something and maybe spent money on something he shouldn't have. And she said, you know, how many times do I have to tell you about that? And he looked at her and he said, but, but you said you would forgive and forget. And she looked at him and she said, yes, that's right. I did forgive and forget, but I'm just reminding you that I forgave you and I've forgotten about it. I'm just reminding you. Well, that's what happens. Our minds are just like a, a computer bank and we want to keep tab. And, uh, but the Bible says, if you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, therefore you are fear. Well, we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about keeping tabs. And I'm thankful my mom didn't keep a tab, at least that I know of, on me. Because, man, I would have been in the, uh, I would have been in the bad books. And, uh, but let's just think about that whole thing of keeping tabs. So why should we forgive people? Why should we rip up the tab? You know why? Because every one of us needs forgiveness. The psalmist wrote and said, if you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, who could stand? In other words, who would have a chance? And walking in the forgiveness that Christ alone gives is walking with the confidence that God has ripped up the scorecard that condemned me to hell. He's ripped up the tab that would exclude me from heaven and the joy of his presence today. When Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he said to pray this way, Father, forgive us our sins in the same way that we forgive the sins of those who have done wrong to us. And if you're having a problem forgiving someone, it's likely because you have not fully comprehended what Jesus had to do to forgive you. And that was dying on the cross. You see, forgiveness is so important. Forgiveness is what goes into making a good mom. It goes into, it's necessary for all of us. But on this Mother's Day, you know what? I'm thankful that my mom didn't have to keep reiterating my mistakes. Hey, so we got, uh, well, Spencer's tried again. We're going to try him right now. Hey, Spencer, thanks for calling in. Hey, Mike, how are you? 
I'm good. Well, you want to make a comment about your mom? I do. Hey, I just want to say, first of all, I love your show. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to my mom. I, I love her dearly. And she is just the glue that holds our family together. So, Ma, if you're listening, happy Mother's Day. I love you. And uh, thank you for all that you do. All right. Well, thanks, Spencer. Appreciate that. And uh, Thank you, Mike. We'll, okay. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. All right. God bless. All right. So there we go. We got two in. And uh, why don't you just call in and, hey, you know what? You can always pick this show up online afterwards and you can play it back to your mom. Say, Mom, I wanted you to know just how special you were. Uh, those things go a long way. And uh, in the second half of the show, I'm going to talk about words of affirmation and how it speaks so much life and so much encouragement into people. And uh, there are many times when I know this and I've taught on, you know, how to speak words of affirmation. And then all of a sudden I realize, oh, I'm not doing it. Maybe I need to do it. Maybe, you know what? And I sit down and I say, oh, I just want you to know whoever it is, how much I appreciate and something specific that they've done. Well, they just light up like a 200 watt bulb. And uh, they say, really? You don't know how much that means to me. And uh, yeah, maybe it's just God's going to encourage you. He's going to nudge you to pick up the phone and to uh, make a call to somebody. Um, I was talking to a lady the other day, and as we walked in at the church that I pastor, she said, you called me the other day. And, and she said, I want you to know that's the first time I've ever been called by a pastor. And that was so important to me. Well, you know what? I'm not patting myself on the back because there's so many times that I've missed that. But I just realized that many times what will come into your mind is someone who is lonely and say, oh, well, somebody else will be talking to them. But you know, when that happens, do something with it. Do something about it. It's one thing to have uh, informational knowledge. And yet it's another thing to have transformational knowledge. And transformational knowledge is when we discover how much God loves us and it impacts the way that we do life with other people. Well, I want to rattle on for a few minutes about a couple other things that are, you know, just kind of on my radar. And uh, I'm looking and wondering, hey, do you care who, if you're in the uh, Niagara, Toronto area, are, do you care who's going to be our next premier? And uh, I don't know if you read today's Saturday Star, but... Um, you know, we've got the three groups, NDP, the Liberal, and the Progressive Conservatives, and they're running, and uh, right now it looks like Doug Ford's going to get back in. What do you think about him? Uh, has he stood, you know, he's had to go through a real tough ride with this uh, COVID, kept the, uh, the latch down more than most other provinces and more than in other countries, and we seem to have come out pretty good. Would you agree? Um, tough job in politics. Everybody has an opinion, and normally it's slightly different than yours. And you kind of got to have skin as tough as leather, because people will take shots at you. They'll criticize you, and um, they'll be very upset if you haven't done what they want you to do. You know, worst case and best case scenario, be praying for those that are in authority. That's what the Bible says. It says we need to pray for those people. We need to honor. We need to respect them. And... Um, you know, I was flying back on the plane from Vancouver about two and a half weeks ago, and uh, I was sitting beside a man who was the press secretary for one of the, the members of parliament, a uh, federal person. You would know them if I said their name, and 
I didn't recognize this guy, but as we started to talk, I realized, you know, he's well connected. And we started to talk about politics. We started to talk about the liberal platform, what we agree and what we disagreed with. And one of the things that um, I have appreciated about Doug Ford is that, and I'm not here to advocate one or the other, but I'm just saying, I've appreciated the fact that he's tried to let people make their own decisions. And uh, unlike what we see often in the liberal government, where you got to toe the party line. I mean, it's one thing to say, hey, I can embrace the basic principles, but if something's a matter of conscience, then I can't do that. What's that all about? Like, I get, I get frustrated at that, saying, what are we doing? We, we trying to, you know, incubate a, a, a socialist uh, mindset yeah, that the next step is communism, where you can't have a thought of yourself, you can't think freely. I think one of the huge things that we have in Canada that we can't afford to lose is the freedom of speech, the freedom of opinion. And we, we hear this thing, well, you can have your own opinion, just don't influence anyone else. But what's that? Because everybody else is influencing us with their agenda, whether it's on you know matters of the sanctity of life or matters of sexuality or matters of government spending, government agendas, you know, we can do what we want to do. And I think where we saw the whole thing flare up is with the Freedom Convoy. And we've had a few people on the air who have talked in favor of that. I saw some guy driving down the road today and he had more flags than I think were on uh, Parliament Hill. And I thought, okay, he's making his point. I was talking to my sister who lives in Ottawa and she just said, man, it was just terrible what was going on there. And so you get her side and you're kind of, you know, she's my sister, so I'm gonna listen to that. But at the end of the day, I keep coming back and saying, what is, what's what? Are we, allow, are we losing our freedom of speech? Hey, if you got a thought, why don't you call in tonight and tell me why your mom is so special. I'm gonna be right back after a short break. Looking to get connected to a local church, meet new friends, and be a part of an exciting vision? Consider North End Church. We are now offering two services each Sunday to provide you with options and safety for when you gather. From kids to seniors, you will find it easy to connect at North End Church. We'll be waiting for you this Sunday at either 9.30 or 11 a.m. and can't wait for you to experience the greatness of our God with us. North End Church, 455 Geneva Street in St. Catharines, a place where everyone is welcome, nobody is perfect, and anything is possible. Real life, unedited, authentic conversations are what you will see and hear on the new TV show called The Perspective. The Perspective with Mike Sherboneau airs daily across Canada and brings to your screen authors, musicians, bloggers, and more, all of whom are real about their faith and life journey. Plus, on The Perspective, you will enjoy Mike's teaching and biblical insights into all matters related to life. If you like Open Mic, you will love The Perspective. Check it out today at theperspective.tv. Welcome back to Open Mic with Mike Sherboneau. Have a question for Mike? Phone lines are open. Call now at 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Hey, we're glad you're with us tonight. And uh, if you listen to those two clips, um, if you don't have a home church, love for you to come to North End Church. In the, if you're in the greater Niagara area, it's so easy to get there. And uh, we're just excited with what God is doing. Story after story of transformation and encouraging things as people are gathering and growing and uh, for us, I'm just thanking God because you started a church about a year and a bit just before COVID hit. 
And then you wonder, where did everybody go for two years? And people are coming. And we are thankful for that. Uh, so, hey, 9.30, 11 o'clock, 455 Geneva Street. Love to have you come. And then as some of you are listening, we, um, we want to... Um, remind you that we've launched a TV show and it's called The Perspective. You can track it on theperspective.tv. And uh, you know what? That's, um, that's pretty cool. Um, so if you want to follow along with that, we're going five, six days a week. And we're in Hamilton on the Hamilton station on Sunday mornings at eight o'clock on CHCH. So um, love for you to call in about that. Uh, and to watch the program, 800-684-2848 or 883-5000 is the local number. Now, I want to take some time this evening as we work around. I don't know if you were smiling, if you were ticked off, uh, just kind of saying, uh, when our prime minister, um, while it wasn't recorded, supposedly uh, dropped one of those four-letter words, the, uh, the F-bomb. And, you know, what do we expect out of politicians? Yet oftentimes we, we watch uh, television shows where those words are being used, uh, the music videos, and a lot of times just out in public, it's the, on the unfortunate spice of life. And how do we speak? How do we talk? Do you ever struggle with that? Have you ever uh, just paused and said, Am I, do I communicate anything? What you say communicates so much, even what you don't say. You know, I was uh, talking to my uh, amazing wife earlier today, and I said, I saw somebody come out, and they were on the other side of the truck, person I know quite well, and they never said a word. So I'm thinking, I got to talk to this person. They could have spoken to me. And so I go over to their vehicle, and they roll down the window, and then they talk, and they engage in a conversation. But I'm thinking... Why do they just not bother talking? And is it just plain rudeness? Or for some people, we're not sure what we need to actually say. So I want to talk tonight about words of affirmation. And what I want to share with you today is not some secret. Uh, and the truths that I'm sharing with you have been in the scripture all along. So you and I can change. We can actually do that. Um, you know what? <laughs> You know, stick out your tongue at the person you're sitting beside right now and say, your tongue can speak words of affirmation. And uh, we're going to do that, but oh my goodness, I don't know. All of a sudden, the phone lines lit up and we got a whole bunch of callers. So we'll try to get to them one by one, but let's just think about that. You know, you and I don't have to be a grump. Like the t-shirt a lady was wearing that said, I didn't wake up grumpy. I let him sleep in. <laughs> I laugh every time I think about that. You know, in all seriousness, speaking words of affirmation is one of those subjects you have to approach kind of tongue-in-cheek, don't you? Uh, and so I want to talk about how our tongue can invite people to live or die, because that's really the key to healthy relationships. I'm going to unpack that in just a moment, but we have someone calling in from Buffalo. Ah, uh, good evening, sis. How are you tonight? Oh, fine. I don't know if you remember me, but anyway. I sure do. I sure do. Okay. Now, this is the thing. What can be done to expand your program another 30 minutes? <laughs> An hour and a half? 
Uh, I'd, I'd have to eat more a, chocolate to keep a, going. It's a, um, it's a half hour now. I mean, it, it, we're on a half hour now, right? Yeah, I go for a full hour. Since when? when? Since, Since when the beginning. Since when you go for a full hour? I go from 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock. A buffalo time? Yeah. Oh, all right then. I'm going to have to call in early. Okay. Okay, now, this is the thing. Uh, okay. Uh, about Mother's Day and mothers. My mother's last words to me was, um, I've always been, I've always loved you, and I've always been so proud of you. And, wow. and then she was gone. She, she was gone. How old was she when she passed? Um, 63. I'm 63 now. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Ain't that freaky? Wow, that's, that's, a, that's an amazing that's, thing that's that she so, would... Those are great final words that she shared with you. I That's... wish she had shared them with, with me uh, in my lifetime. I, I would have loved to hear those words instead yeah. of when she took her last breath. And my Did father, she... the same thing. You huh. know, I wish they had told me. Why didn't they tell me why they were living and breathing? You know, my mother said, give people their roses while they're living. I, I, I could have used some roses now, then. I could have used some. Know what I mean? Yep, but I, I know what you mean. This is the same for your mother, your father. Happy parents. they happy mother's, father's uh, day. Uh, They're looking for a gift. They're looking for a card. They may not tell you, but they're looking for something. Now, it was something about parents keeping tab on you. Oh, yes, honey, they keep tab on you better than the FBI, better than the uh, mountain. <laughs> They keep a tab on you. They they, they seem to have uh, uh, eyes in the back of their head. They, they do. They seem to have eyes in the back of their head. They can look at you, and they they know you did something. They just they just have this knowing. They sure that you do. Did something. It's like my dad ain't do nothing, and they look you right in the eye. They they look at you, and and they know you've been up to something. Huh. You know, they, they just seem to know. They have that knowing. Well, yeah. sis, I'm glad you called in. I'm and, glad uh, I called in, too. Well, you know what? You, uh, you, you said some great things. You made me smile and laugh. But, man, those are such good points. So I hope all of us are going to hear. Don't wait until you're on deathbed to say the words that people need to hear. That can shape your conversations. And, uh, yeah, we'll just okay. leave it at that. Serious for real, Mike. Now you said you come on from six to seven. That's right. In All Buffalo. the time. In Buffalo. Yep. Okay. In I'm Buffalo. Gonna be, I'm gonna I'm gonna be listening to you now. Now. Okay. I want you to pray for me. I want you to pray for me. I'm going through some heavy, deep stuff, Mike. I mean, heavy, heavy duty stuff. Well, let's pray. Let's pray right now. Okay. Yeah, Lord, I want to thank you for Sis, who's called in tonight. You know what her mom said to her uh, when she was passing? and uh, But I pray that you would remind Sis in so many ways how much you love her, you care for her. And you know the heavy stuff she's going through right now. Lord, we pray for a breakthrough for her. I pray for her health, that it would be well. I pray for her finances, that they would come together. And I pray that she would know your peace and your joy in an amazing way. I pray your blessing on my friend. 
in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You okay, call back soon. Okay. okay. See you next week, honey. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right. So uh, I love it when she calls in. We got time just before the break for one more call. Hey, that number is 800-684-2848 and 883-5000 in Buffalo. Tell us what's so special about your mom. We got Liz on the line right now. Liz, thanks for calling in. How are you? Okay. Um, you may not want to hear this. My mother tried to abort me. Well, it, sound, um, it sounds like that was a failure, and you're alive. And this is this is this is like back in the fifties. They just came from Europe and stuff like that. Okay, so I understand that, but um, it was it was. I didn't know this. I didn't know this until years and years later, when I was like, "Gee, I don't like abortion, and I don't like abortion." And she finally admitted to me, she try to abort me. Um, I called Elizabeth Warren's office because okay. she was like so disturbed and I just said, why are you so disturbed that you cannot murder babies? Wow. She is promoting the killing of children. I am one of them. Okay, so Liz Warren and Chuck Schumer and everybody else. Hello. Um, I pray for them because I pray for them because otherwise they would have been killed too. Liz, let me ask you a quick and, question. What happened in your relationship yeah. with your mom? Did you did that improve? Was your mom? Uh, did you and your mom have a was, good friendship? It was always awkward mm. it was awkward no no okay i'll tell you this guess what guess who ended up looking after her when when she was terminal in her cancer me yeah me she ended up living with me and i ended up looking after her well and i you love know what? my mother I love my mother. Like, you cannot believe I love my mother. When she died. But, you know what? Tell me one thing. We're going to get to the break right now, so I'm going to let you finish your thought. I love my mother. There is no question that women have situations. I personally also was in had an un, unplanned pregnancy and the last night before I was supposed to have the abortion I canceled it okay hmm. and two weeks later I had a miscarriage okay so so I know from every point of view I know it from being my mother wanted to abort me from myself having an unplanned pregnancy. Like, I know it from inside out. And, 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 and um, abortion is murder as far as I'm concerned. Abortion is murder. Great. Liz, we, I mean, yeah, sorry, Liz, we abortion have to go to the break. Abortion is murder. 
I'm glad you called and you've made some great points tonight. It's been a difficult journey that you've been on and but I'm glad I'm that you're still here. On it. I'm still you're still on it. it. And we're on I'm on it too. So thank you for your call and uh, I know that your call will encourage other people to appreciate the sanctity of life. We're grateful. Thank you. Hey, you're listening to Open Mic with Mike Sherbino. Uh, I'm going to be right back after a short break. We're talking about mothers and we'll still take your calls, but we're going to get into the words that we speak and words that, that can change the very uh, chemistry of the environment that you're living in. I hope you come back and join us. Uh, the number to call though is 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Stay with us. We'll be right back after a short break. Real life, unedited, authentic conversations are what you will see and hear on the new TV show called The Perspective. The Perspective with Mike Sherbino airs daily across Canada and brings to your screen authors, musicians, bloggers, and more, all of whom are real about their faith and life journey. Plus, on The Perspective, you will enjoy Mike's teaching and biblical insights into all matters related to life. If you like Open Mike, you will love The Perspective. Check it out today at theperspective.tv. Looking to get connected to a local church? Meet new friends and be a part of an exciting vision? Consider North End Church. We are now offering two services each Sunday to provide you with options and safety for when you gather. From kids to seniors, you will find it easy to connect at North End Church. We'll be waiting for you this Sunday at either 9.30 or 11 a.m. and can't wait for you to experience the greatness of our God with us. North End Church, 455 Geneva Street in St. Catharines, a place where everyone is welcome, nobody is perfect, and anything is possible. Welcome back to Open Mic with Mike Sherbino. Have a question for Mike? Phone lines are open. Call now at 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Hey, we're glad you're with us again tonight. And let me just say about the, the pro TV program we've launched, The Perspective. You know, I, I for one, I like hockey, I like to play it, and uh, enjoy watching it in the playoffs. Um, two weeks ago, we had uh, two NHL players on. Uh, Ryan Walter used to be the former captain of Washington Capitals, and he played for the Montreal Canadiens when he won the Stanley Cup, and then the Vancouver Canucks. And we also had Mike Gardner, who played for the Capitals, but also the Leafs. And these guys were on and just talking about how Jesus is central in their life. And, uh, you know, as we watch the playoffs and we get wrapped up in all those things that are happening, uh, remember to pray for some of these guys that are, are just standing strong for God. And some of them have taken retirement, uh, but they talk to their peers and uh, amazing stories. If you want to catch some of those shows, you can go to theperspective.tv, theperspective.tv. And uh, you know what, we got a call here right now. I'm gonna take it in a moment, but let me just talk for a second about the power of our tongue. You know, your tongue and mind is the key to healthy relationships. Your tongue can be a paintbrush, um, which brings bright encouraging colors to a house. Your tongue can also be a paintbrush that brings darkness and discouragement to others' lives. Have you ever thought about it? With your tongue, you can give hope or you can give heck. With your tongue, you can give direction or you can devastate people. With your tongue, you can offer friendship or create fear. And with your tongue, you can build up or bust the bubble. With your tongue, you can give people heaven or you can give them hell. Folks, we need to mind what we say or we'll say whatever comes to mind. And I want to encourage you to think about speaking words of affirmation. 
I kind of believe that tonight's program would be successful is if while the show is on or when you maybe park the car, whatever you're doing, you were to take your phone and just text somebody a word of affirmation. Better still to pick up the phone and just let them know why you love them. Yeah. Okay. We're going to get on and talk more about that. If you want to make a tribute to your mom, you can call in and uh, we're going to talk to Ted right now. Ted, thanks for calling Open Mic. How can I help you or what's your thought? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, my grandmother, I took care of her until she was 105. Whoa. Uh, and then my mother, uh, I wasn't raised by my mother, but we still had a good relationship. I've done it the religious way. But I would like to know, though, uh, I never get a chance to ask this question. It's going to sound funny. I hope you don't get mad. Uh, before we were born, were we considered dead? Sorry, you, you faded out there. Before we were born, were what? Were we considered dead? Were you considered dead? No. Right. Um, you know, before we were born, where were we at? Were we, were we dead then before we were born, conceived? That specific part of the question, the Bible doesn't answer, but it does give answers related to it. And the best place to go to is Psalm 139. And he says there, he said, uh, I'm just reading it here. He said, you search out my path and my lying down and you're acquainted with all my ways. And even before word is on my tongue, you know it all together. And then it says this, this is very interesting to answer your question. Whether we, I believe, we could probably say we were alive in spirit, uh, at least in the conceptual sense that God knew that we were going to be born, but he gave, us, he gave us specific life on the day that you were born. It says, though my frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret. So that tells me that you weren't alive at that point. Uh, then he goes on, he says, God, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them about the days that were formed for me when as yet there was none of them. Hey, that's a great question. You made me think there pretty hard for a moment. Ooh, wow, I've been trying to get an answer for that for years. <laughs> so I would say the answer is no, I wasn't alive. Yet, God knew all about me, even while I was being formed. And, uh, and that's why, you know what? You're not here by chance. It's not a fluke. And that, I think, can change radically the way we look at life. Right. Anyways. What was going on, I was just saying, we know we're going to die, but before we were conceived and born, where would we have been? That's what I'm saying. Were we dead? I don't See, think dead is the born. right word. I think it's better to say we weren't alive, and yet okay. we were still part of God's plan. And when we do die physically, if our trust is in Christ, we will live forever. And okay. the miracle of miracles is that when Christ returns, he is going to raise our bodies. Um, one of the most interesting passages, and I'll just give you one more before we move on tonight, is in Job chapter 19. And he says this, 
I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the last he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been thus destroyed, that's referring to death, and you know, we go to dust. He says, yet after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh, I shall see God. So, God is the one who breathes into us and gives us the gift of life. He knows all about us before he does that. And when we face death, it is not eternal. Our spirit goes to be with the Lord. And when he returns, right. he says, our body is going to be raised up. Okay. Well, thank you very much. At least you did give me some answer. And I marked down where you told me to look at. Because well, I was good. Wondering, you know. Hmm? Now, are you trust? Are you a follower of Jesus? Do you trust in Him? Or are you still not I sure? All my life, I was raised in the church. I was raised in the church. We went Sunday, uh, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I mean, not Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> you saying I was they should have in the church? They should have put a revolving door in for you, right? No, it's a question that seems like the big shots can't answer. You know, and I can't get a hold of the truck swindle or none of them. I just wanted to know what we considered dead. You know, we had to be somewhere before we were born, right? That was my question. You know, where were we at before we were born? We were dead, right? I mean, you know, we were. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would say yes, but God still knew about us, and at the right time, we were born. We were created. And you know what? When we came out of our mother's womb, um, you know, we take that breath. Who gives us the breath of life? Well, it's the Lord God Himself. Does. That's yeah. Right. Hey, Ted, well, thanks thank for your you, call. You, you. Thank you, too. You made me think. Thank you. Good enough. All right. Okay. Yeah, that was a good question. So, hey, you know what? We're going to keep pushing on here. If you got any more thoughts, feel free to call in. And uh, if you want to try and stump me, well, I've been stumped before, but we'll see if we can answer your questions. It's 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. And if some smart Alex is going to call in and ask me, do I think the Leafs are going to win? I'm going to pass on that one, okay? <laughs> so in the book of James, it talks so much about what we say. And actually it says that not everyone should be a teacher. So that's a warning to uh, people like me. Because our tongue is a measuring stick of our character. Um, when James says, let not many of you be teachers, what he is saying is that how we use our tongue is the measuring stick of our character. Um, and it's not that he's attacking the office of the teacher or the teaching function. Instead, he's seeking to restrain the rush to teach on the part of those who aren't qualified. Um, teaching was highly esteemed in the early church. Jesus actually told the disciples to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And in the same breath, what you and I are called to do, and what I'm especially called to do, is to be very careful what I say and to make sure that I practice what I preach because my tongue is a measuring stick of my character. But here's something even more general. He said our tongue is a measuring stick. How we control our tongue is a measuring stick. Do you remember in the book of James, he talks about... Um, you know how the big rudder, the little rudder on the big ships steers uh, the, the boats. You know, where I live in St. Catharines, I can watch the uh, 
the freighters go up and down through the canal and I see the, the little rudders on these big boats and it turns them. He says, in the same way, our tongue turns us. And, uh, and then he talks about the analogy of a horse. And you, know, you put the bit and the bridle on and it steers the horse. So here's a question. Did your tongue obey you? Because control over our tongue is vital. Um, and do you steer with your tongue or does it steer you? <laughs> you know, sometimes when I get really frustrated, I want to say all the things that are in my mind. And I can, I have an ability to, to hold my thoughts in for a long time. But on occasion, when I get to that point, my wife, I just uh, love her so much, she'll come and she'll say, you know what? You just need to be quiet. <laughs> you need to simmer down. And she can see it building and building because it's in those moments that we say things that we often regret. And James, when he's writing, he says, you know, he says the tongue, it can be like a, a little spark and a spark can cause a fire. And uh, so much tragedy can happen. And here's the question. If we're speaking words of admiration to people, has your tongue ever caused a fire? Has it maybe caused a bit of smoke damage? Or, or what about, has it really burnt the whole uh, wall of a relationship down to the ground? It's just charred embers. Uh, what do we need to own? What do we need to change in our life? And, you know, the reality of it is, when we're talking that way, it says, through the various courses of life, the tongue is at the center and it affects the past, the present, and the future. And that source of that negative stuff is hell itself. Wow, that destructive language, it's not coming from God. We're going to go to the break. But as we go to the break, listen to this, what Paul said to the church. He said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, and whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We need to be people who give thanks. Hey, you're listening to Open Mic with Mike Sherbinow, and I'm going to be back in just uh, one minute, so fasten your seatbelt. We'll talk to you in just a moment. Looking to get connected to a local church, meet new friends, and be a part of an exciting vision? Consider North End Church. We are now offering two services each Sunday to provide you with options and safety for when you gather. From kids to seniors, you will find it easy to connect at North End Church. We'll be waiting for you this Sunday at either 9.30 or 11 a.m. and can't wait for you to experience the greatness of our God with us. North End Church, 455 Geneva Street in St. Catharines, a place where everyone is welcome, nobody is perfect, and anything is possible. Real life, unedited, authentic conversations are what you will see and hear on the new TV show called The Perspective. The Perspective with Mike Sherbino airs daily across Canada and brings to your screen authors, musicians, bloggers, and more, all of whom are real about their faith and life journey. Plus, on The Perspective, you will enjoy Mike's teaching and biblical insights into all matters related to life. If you like Open Mike, you will love The Perspective. Check it out today at theperspective.tv. Welcome back to Open Mic with Mike Sherbino. Have a question for Mike? Phone lines are open. Call now at 800-684-2848 or 883-5000.
You know, some of you are just uh, joining us for the last part of the program, and right at the beginning, I did a shout out to all of you. I said, you know, thank you so much for supporting the Ukraine initiative. And uh, we're just been blown away with the response of people. So I want to thank you. If some of you still want to help with the situation in Ukraine, you're not sure who to give it to, you can send it to northendchurch.ca, northendchurch.ca. And just put in the, uh, when you go to donate, just write in Ukraine and every cent will get there. We have a secure way of sending the money and we have been able to send thousands of dollars at this point. And we'll be sending the money to help Pavlo Luzinski as he is taking care of many people. I think right now 700 people in total he's cared for in his little church. Uh, I don't know if his church might be 35 or 40 people, certainly under 100. And uh, he's just doing an amazing work. And uh, there's many other pastors doing that. And uh, I'm just uh, grateful for men and women who are standing in the gap. So I just want to say thanks. Uh, thanks for supporting Ukraine. Um, we've been talking about words of affirmation tonight. And as we think about words of affirmation, uh, you know, they become powerful communicators of love. You see, in Proverbs 18, verse 21, it says, the tongue has the power of life and death. Now, let's just bring that into relationships, okay? What does it mean? What are words that bring life? Well, um, you could say something like, and you're not hitting on a person, you're actually paying a compliment. You really look sharp in that suit. Or, do you ever look nice in that dress? Or, wow. A lot of times I'll see a, a younger person and say, man, I really like the way you did your hair. Or, because that's such a big thing and they're, they're such powerful statements. Uh, sometimes I see people that are covered in tattoos and it doesn't really matter what my opinion is on those tattoos, but I know they're making a statement. And many times those tattoos are part of their story. And I was looking and saying, you know, that's an amazing tattoo. Is there a story behind it. And more often than not, they just kind of light up and say, oh, I'd like to talk about that. And you find out something that's really important to them. Um, think about the home, like Mother's Day. What a great time just guys to sit down or, or ladies and write your mom and just say, hey, I just want you to know that there's so many things that you've done for me that I appreciate, but here's one that stands out. Maybe it's a memory from 10 years ago. Um, or 20 years ago. And I know that will bring a smile to their face. Um, and, and, you know, just little things in the house. When, you know, your, your uh, spouse does an errand or does something, just say, I really appreciate you doing that. Thank you so much. Like, when was the last time you thanked the person who does most of the cooking? Uh, sometimes, do you think they want to cook? Absolutely not. You know, uh, call to pizza pizza uh, or some other thing. But, you know, cooking and slaving away and, and doing what they can um, just to pay a compliment. Those are words that bring life. You know, words that bring death often have a hint of sarcasm. And you're probably going to smile when I say this, but here are some words that bring death. Well, it's about time you carried out the garbage. The flies are about to take it out for you. Uh, today would have been a perfect day to paint the bedroom and what? You're washing the car. So it's really easy when you speak because the person isn't doing what you want 
you can just put a little twist on it and sarcasm can kill. Um, you know, oh, I see you got a B on the paper. Well, what do you got to do to get an A? Rather than just saying, I'm really glad you got a B. That's good. Uh, tell me how you felt about it. They'd probably say, you know, well, I wish I could have got an A. Um, a psychologist by the name of William James said that possibly the deepest need with us as humans is the need to feel appreciated. And words of affirmation will meet that need in many individuals. If you're not a man or woman of words, if it is not maybe your primary love language, but if you think it might be the love language of your spouse, then let me suggest that you read an article on love or a book on love and write down the words of affirmation and start using them. Now, as wooden as that sounds with time, it will become natural. And your partner, whose primary love language is words of affirmation, will start to blossom again. See, I got a daughter, I have five daughters, and I used to try to love them the way that I wanted to be loved. And I discovered that each of them were different. If you got time, get that book by Gary Smalley, The Five Love Languages, and you'll see that the first love language is words of affirmation. Well, we all want to hear something nice said to us. But if we had time to unpack this, you know, for a couple hours, we could talk about other things. We could talk about sometimes people respond to gifts. Um, some people, I know some ladies say, I don't like flowers, I don't like chocolate, um, but I would like you to spend some time with me. I have a daughter and, and it's not that she doesn't like flowers or chocolate from her dad, but what she likes is me to spend time. And spending time is, okay, let's not, let's sit down and talk. No, it doesn't work that way. Kind of hang out, go for a walk for an hour or do something. And then oftentimes the words start to flow. So as you think about that, think about what does it mean to give words of affirmation? Well, one of the things that's really helpful is giving an encouraging word. Um, and an encouraging word helps people to hang in. The great story in the Old Testament about David and his buddy Jonathan. And when David was, you know, lower than a snake's belly to the curb, Jonathan comes along and says he encouraged him in the Lord. And he was actually saying to him, fear not, because you're going to do what God has said is going to happen. And, you know, as we think about the encouragement of our words, many times an encouraging word keeps us going. I think it was Mark Twain who said he could go for a whole month on one word of encouragement. Now, well, good for him. I prefer about five or six a day. Why is that? because words of affirmation are one of my main love languages. When people speak a word of appreciation to me, it just picks me up. Can I tell you a funny story? When I was a young pastor, I had a guy, he's passed away. He was in our church, his name was Bob Wright. And we were at a little church in downtown Toronto called Leaside Bible Chapel. I think now it's called Trinity Community Church, but it was on Eglinton Avenue, so if you know the area. And Bob was a, a you know, a high-ranking uh, employee for Shell Oil. When I would ever see him, he always would say, Michael, my hero, how are you doing? I thought he was a little nerdy, a little nuts, to be honest. But there were some days I was so low, I would call his office. 
the switchboard would pass me through to his personal secretary. And his personal secretary then would call him and say, Mike Sherbino's on the line. And when he knew that, he would pick up the phone and without a doubt, he would say, Michael, my hero, how are you doing? And I'll never forget that. He spoke so much encouragement and life into me. And so oftentimes that's been a tagline that I've used with people that are very close to me. I say to them, hey, you know what? I'm your hero. I mean, you're my hero. I'm rooting for you. I am so impressed with you and what you are doing. And you have no idea how your words can communicate encouragement to someone. And then the, probably one of the last things I just want to leave tonight with you as we wrap up is that, you know, our words are powerful communicators of love. Proverbs 12 verse 25 says, an anxious heart weighs a man down, but a kind word cheers him up. Now folks, this isn't rocket science, but it's the oil that takes the friction out of relationships. Kind words is how we communicate love. And the Bible tells us that love is patient and love is kind. Hey, if we're going to communicate love verbally, we need to use kind words. Um, think about it. Think about it. And the last thing I want to leave with you tonight is called words of reinstatement. There's a powerful story in the Bible of how the Apostle Paul was ticked off with his young understudy, John Mark. Basically wrote him off, didn't want anything to do with him. But when Paul becomes an old man, John Mark had proven himself. He had deserted Paul when they were in the early days of ministry. And Paul writes a note to Timothy and he says, bring John Mark with you for he is useful in the ministry. What a statement he was saying. There was room for this guy. Hey, can I leave this with you? Is there somebody that you've written off and you need to restore them? You know what it would be like if it was you. Why not speak a word of encouragement, a word of hope to someone? And on this Mother's Day, my hat is off to all you ladies who hold that huge mantle. May God encourage you to do it with all your energy and strength and know that you are loved. Thank you for listening to Open Mic tonight. Hope that uh, you've enjoyed the program tonight. You can always write to me at Mike at North End Church. Love to hear from you. Mike at NorthEndChurch.ca The preceding program has been sponsored by Find the Way Ministries.